Hey, welcome to the official podcast of St. Luke Amy Church located in Garland, Texas. I am Pastor Amos St. John. And I am Pastor Jasmine St. John. We are the lead pastors of St. Luke Garland. And we're so excited that you have decided to listen to this podcast. Listen, we pray that the message you are about to hear will bless you right where you are. If you want to know any more information about our church, you can visit us at stlukegarland.org. Now, get ready for the word. Good morning, St. Luke Garland family. I am so happy to be with you this morning. Yes, I am excited. It's the Sunday before Christmas, so happy early Merry Christmas. I pray that this season is still going to be a blessed one because listen, Christmas is not canceled. God is still in the blessing business and he has a word for us this morning. So let's go ahead and dive right into the word this morning. It'll be coming from the book of Luke, the first chapter, verses 26 through 38. And I'm going to read for you the New Living Translation. It says, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, greetings, favored woman. Uh Uh-huh. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor, David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. Yes, our verse of emphasis this morning is verse 38. And it says, Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. This is what I'm declaring over your life this morning. May everything God has said about you come true. May everything that God has said about you, your household, your children, your children's children, your career, your life, your impact, your influence. May everything God has said about you and your church come true. Everything 
If you receive that today, why don't you uh, go ahead and put it in the chat. If you receive it today, go ahead and put some hearts and some likes uh, on Facebook. May everything that God has said about you come true. Let's, let's personalize it this morning. Come on and say with me, may everything that God has said about me come true. The title of our message this morning is expect it. Mm -hmm. Let us pray. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you uh, for this season of expectancy. That God, as we sit here the Sunday before Christmas, where we're going to celebrate the birth of your son, Jesus. God, we're so thankful that the word of the Lord this morning is expect it. Now help us receive it. Open up the ears, God, and open up the hearts and let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. It's in Jesus name that I pray. Amen. Title is expect it. <laughs> it's the season where we celebrate the faithfulness of God who sent his son, Jesus, the Savior, the Messiah, into the world. However, the story of Jesus' birth doesn't show us the faithfulness of God towards us, but it also shows of all who, uh, the faithfulness of all who are part in the narrative of the coming of Christ. In this familiar text, we are introduced to Mary, the mother of Jesus, and get to eavesdrop on the conversation that she's had with the angel Gabriel, who was sent by God, who declares that Christ shall be born, conceived by the Holy Spirit and by the power of the Most High. To hear this news is, is one thing, but to believe it to be so, to have faith, to expect it, that's a whole other thing. And that's what the Lord would want me to share with you this morning. It's expected. What, what would have happened if, if Mary would have let the thoughts about herself and how incapable she was hinder herself from being used? Uh, what would have happened if Mary would have let doubt creep in as she tried to rationalize what she was just told? What would have happened if Mary began to give numerous excuses as to why she couldn't possibly be the one? Despite being called favor, despite being uh, hearing what God had done for her cousin, his word couldn't possibly be true in her life, too. God must be kidding. Uh, uh, this couldn't be real. I, I mean, he's not going to still also bless me. Not this young virgin country girl, Mary of, of Nazareth. In life. Uh, whether it's when we were kids or, or throughout our formative years, someone always asks the question, what do you want to be when you grow up? Ah, it triggers the thought of what is our purpose on this earth? What impact shall I make while I'm here? Uh, will I simply exist or do I aspire to be something great? And more often than not, we see ourselves in the future with lofty goals that seems so attainable without fear and without doubt. Nobody could tell you nothing when you uh, were asked that question as a child and our lives begin to take shape as we figure this thing called purpose out. 
Whether you are an execution style planner or you're a go with the flow type of personality, purpose calls you and it begins to manifest itself in your life through an idea for something, an idea for a business or an idea to improve a system, a desire to mentor or assist, a, a desire to give back, a creative inspiration, the desire to take training or the desire to take a class or the answer to a calling to pursue greater and somewhere between the inspired vision and the realities of now. We let our isms and our schisms, our doubts about ourselves, our reasoning for why it possibly cannot work. Maybe, maybe it's, uh, we can't go back to school. Maybe we just don't have the money to do so. Uh, we don't have the time, or maybe I'm just too old now and my, I've passed my time. Maybe we're just too young and nobody's going to give me a chance. Uh, maybe we're too small in size, or, or maybe we're just tired. We, we've done this already before. Uh, we chip away at the thought of what we could be until we no longer believe that it can still be true for us. So instead now of pursuing purpose, instead of going after what God has for us even now, we now accept our attempts as enough and wear our battle wounds as a badge of honor. Ah, we've been here before. We, we've done that. We've tried that before. And we wear that as a badge of honor. And we just go ahead and give up because we tried it. Our attempts are enough. Here's the thing. Our purpose in life is not to see who has the most battle scars. It's not to compete to see who has been through the most. It's not to see who got just close enough. God is saying close enough is not enough in pursuing his purpose because he's called you. Therefore, you got to expect it. What if Mary continued to give the angel of the Lord excuses as to why she could not be pregnant with the son of God. The salvation of the world was held within the faith that she had about herself and her level of expectancy as manifested in her belief that the word of God will never fail. What is tied up in the faith that you have about yourself? Why are you still giving God excuses as to why it can't be done? Why he can't use you? God has already prepared the blessing and he's just waiting on your yes. He's waiting on you to believe in you the way that he believes in you. And can I let you in on a little secret this morning? God doesn't give everyone the thoughts and the visions that he has given you. We have to stop waiting on God to tell someone else what he's already told us to accomplish in the earth. Here's the thing. He's going to pursue you relentlessly until you say yes to his will. Whether you believe it or not, you are uniquely gifted to fulfill the purpose that God has on your life. And if you're still here, you still have a purpose to fulfill. There's something about approaching the end of the year that always causes us to reflect on what has transpired, to, to celebrate the wins, to learn from the mistakes, to take inventory of how much we have accomplished and to make new goals. 
to look back over our lives and to reflect on our losses and to thank God for our blessings. All with the hope to see a better new year with great promise and dedication. One way we pursue this is by setting a new year's resolution. We write the vision and we make it plain. In fact, the worst time pre-COVID to go to the gym is in the month of January. Every January, a multitude of people renew their endeavors to lose weight as part of their New Year's resolutions. And in the month of January, all the equipment in the gym was being used up and all the classes were filled from wall to wall pre-COVID. And then somewhere over the next couple of months, the participation uh, begins to dwindle because people quickly realize that the results are not an overnight occurrence. In order to reach your goal, you have to work at it and be consistent. It takes motivation and it takes faith in your plan that if you remain consistent and diligent, you will see the results. The, The ones who stick with it expects to see a difference and will not stop until they reach their goal. In the beginning, everyone has the same level of expectancy when they make their list of resolutions. Everyone expects them to come to pass by the end of the year. We all started off with the best intentions for our resolutions this year in 2020. Uh We will lose weight this time. We will save money this time. We'll be a better friend this time. We'll do better at self-care this time. We'll be a better steward over our finances this time. We'll be present and show up this time. We will give the ministry all that we have this time. We will become all that God had desired for us this time. We won't use that at-home bike as a clothes rack This time we will take time to really seek God this time and then life happens. Oh, do I have a witness that life has happened in 2020 and life keeps happening over and over and over until we have a year that we did not expect when we started in the beginning. Is it me? Or does the most wonderful time of the year at times feel like the most difficult time of the year? Health challenges pop up out of nowhere and all of a sudden your money is funny and your change is strange. It feels like you're having a hard time just going from day to day at times. And and you have so much on your plate and you're so frustrated. You have experienced such highs and lows and some unexpected change that is taking everything in you to not cancel Christmas and call it a new year. Life just gets crazy sometimes. And next thing you know, nothing matters except just making it. Being called by God doesn't negate all the drama that is in your life. Yes, Mary had faith and in that moment was able to expect what God said would come to pass. Ah, But in the Gospel of Matthew's version of this story, It was recorded that even though Mary was now pregnant by the power of the Holy Spirit, her fiance Joseph, her boothang, her bae, wanted to break off their engagement quietly because he was a holy man and certainly could not be seen marrying a pregnant 
woman. What would the town say then? Drama was not avoidable just because Mary was blessed with this miracle. It wasn't enough for Mary to expect it. It took Joseph's faith in what God said to him through an angel for him to not derail the blessing of God. In other words, God will keep showing himself faithful just to get you to believe that the word is true. He will show up and show up and show up again. He will show up, like I said, when you're least expected, but you can expect it. Faith plus expectancy brings about miracles. Everybody had to play their position. Everybody had to expect it in order for the blessing to be fulfilled in the earth. In the full story of the birth of Jesus, each of them played their position in the posture of expectancy that Christ, as it had been prophesied before, was on the way. Mary, Joseph, the shepherds who kept watch, the wise men who saw the star in the east, even the Roman Empire, Augustus, who called for a census, played his position in expecting that the king of kings was about to be born. What is your purpose? What is God calling you to do? What has been prophesied over you? What has God himself said about you? What what position has God created for you to play? But pastor, how do we know what God is saying about us? I'm so glad that you asked the question this week. God is still a miracle worker. God still sends angels to come and see about us. God is inviting you to listen to the still small voice concerning you and to lean in because he's not through with you yet, St. Luke. He is still very present and speaking, and it's up to us to expect that the word of the Lord is still true. It will not return void for you and for me. Despite what it may look like, and despite what it may seem like, God is still a miracle worker. God is still using people like you and me to fulfill our purpose here on earth. Consider Mary. Bible doesn't give us much about who Mary was before the angel appeared before her, but we can figure out a few things from the two verses that give us context into who Mary is. Luke 1, 26 and 27 says, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. The first fact that we discover about Mary is that she dwelt in a city of Galilee named Nazareth. This small geographical detail is important because Nazareth would have been a very unlikely place for the Messiah's arrival to be announced. Nazareth was a small, secluded, agricultural village in Galilee, far from the social religious center 
of the Jerusalem temple. Nazareth had only a few hundred inhabitants and was not directly on any major trade route. In fact, there are no prophecies explicitly about Nazareth in the Jewish tradition and the Old Testament never even mentions the small town. And yet, despite being insignificant, God used this place to perform the greatest miracle in the conception of Jesus Christ. In the book of John, the first chapter in the 46th verse, Philip went looking for Nathanael and told him that they had found the very person that Moses and the prophets wrote about. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nathanael declared, Nazareth? Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Illustrates how at least some Jews held Nazareth in rather low esteem. In the first century uh, Jewish world, Nazareth probably would have not made it into the top 10 likely candidates for Messiah's hometown. And yet that meant nothing to God. Status, influence, size, or what people think about Nazareth meant nothing to God. And the fact that God chose a woman from this lowly city to become the mother of the Messiah would have been quite surprising for most, yet she was chosen. What if I told you that the reason why God pursued you the way that he did and the reason why he is calling you out in this season and interrupting your sleep and disrupting your norms and asking for more when you thought that this would be a season of rest is because God knew that the only person who could do what you do is you. You may want to step back. You may want to slow down. You may want to back up or more eagerly push through. But he brought you to this space and place in this season because he knew he would have need of you. Your unique gift, your unique ministry, your unique touch, your unique idea, your unique flavor, your unique perspective, your unique life, your unique experience. He has need of you. Yes, you in this church, in this season, believing what God has said about the things concerning you is a refusal to get in the way of what God wants to do with you through you and for you. God is calling you to be good ground that he can plant seed in in order to reach the unchurched. He's calling you to be good ground, to plant seeds that he himself will water and begin to bring forth growth all around us. It's, it's not just to keep blessing to yourself. It's not just to keep maintaining the status quo, but he's calling you to believe in yourself again, to have faith again, to serve again, to stretch again, to love again, to live again, and he'll do it again. May everything that God has said about you come true. Expect it. It's time to take ministry to the next level, and he's challenging each of us to play a part. No one can do it alone. And that is why we are in this together. It's why he's drawn you to this place. It's why he has you watching even now. It's why you are still here in this season. God is going to do a miraculous work. God wants you to expect his hand to show up 
in your personal lives, in your marriages, at your job, with your children, in your finances, and in your health. Expect that he is going to cause you to grow in areas that have been dormant for a while. Expect that he is going to maximize your influence and exponentially grow your expertise. Expect that he can make a way out of no way. Expect that he can still supply all of your needs. Expect that he will keep all of his promises and that his word remains true. Imagine how comfortable with life Mary must have been living in her small agricultural town where everyone knew who she was, where her family was. When God disrupted her whole life, he interrupted her whole engagement season with an unexplained and unplanned pregnancy and the weight of bringing the Messiah into the world. God plucked her from obscurity and her comfort and called her favored one and thrust her into her purpose. And God did all of that to increase her faith in God to heaven and expectancy of God that he's going to do it. She went from having faith in God and the things of God and the words of God to expect that God was going to produce a miracle through her. And once she got to expecting it, she never wavered. She carried that seed until he was born in the earth. And once he was born, she never doubted that he was the Messiah. Her expectancy grew with each kick and cramp. Her expectancy grew with every inconvenience in their travel to Bethlehem. Her expectancy grew with every door that was shut in their face. And when she uh, say, may everything you said about me come true, it didn't eliminate the obstacles, but it grew her expectancy. She was launched into purpose that fateful night. And I'm encouraging you this morning to raise your level of expectancy in God. May everything that God has said about you come true. Mary's faith launched her into a season of expectancy and it produced a miracle that we still talk about some 2020 years later. Faith without works is dead. And sometimes the only thing that God requires of us is to expect that what he has said about you and what he has said about your family will come to pass. Faith met with expectancy will produce miracles. All you have to do is expect it. When your faith is matched with expectation, then we have created good ground for miracles to come forth. Miracles, signs, and wonders. Our expectancy for things to happen is the jumpstart that your mustard seed faith needs in order for God to do his good work. And I don't know about you, but my prayer this week has been, God, do your good work. I'm ready for miracles, signs, and wonders. How about you? If you're ready, go ahead and put that in the comments. God has spoken great things over this house, and I believe that God wants to expect that he can do just what he says he can do. God wants to activate our faith, and he wants to raise our level of expectancy, that all he wants from us is to expect it. This is the season of expectancy 
He's going to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can think or imagine. I'm ready for the miracle that God is going to produce. Listen, the miracle that God can produce through you not only will bless your household, not only will bless this church, but it can bless the nation. And all we have to do is expect it. Mary's expectancy blessed nations. It blessed generations. And we are still talking about the Messiah and the miraculous birth to this day. It is my prayer that as we press towards the day that we celebrate the birth of Jesus, when you're faced with something that seems impossible, you remember this verse, may everything you have said about me come true. May everything that God has said about me come true. Everything, everything, not just some things, but just everything come true. As we approach 2021, what are you expecting God for? God wants you to raise your expectation of him in the year 2021. If he has kept you through 2020, certainly he has set aside something amazing just for you. I want to speak these things over your life. You're, you're favored, you're healed, you're delivered, and you're set free. You're blessed and you're stronger than you think. You, you're promoted, you're purpose-driven, you're prosperous, you're the head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. You're the lender and not the bar. You are chosen. And may everything that God has said about you this morning, may it come true. Let the blessed people of God go ahead and praise him right where you are. Come on and let's begin to expect it. Let's begin to expect to see the hand of God. Come on, we're a miracle church. God is going to do some things that we don't even know and can't even imagine in this season. God has set aside something special just for us. And the only thing he has asked of us is to expect it. Do you expect it this morning? Do you believe that God can still do it? Do you believe that God can still make a way out of no way? Do you believe that God can still use each and every single one of us? Do you believe the things that God has said about you? May they come true and may you enter the season of expectancy. If you're watching this for the very first time and you have never given your life to Christ, or maybe you have strayed away, this year has been a trying one and your relationship with Jesus has been strained and you wanna come and rededicate your life back to him this morning. I'm asking you to pray this prayer with me. Come on and pray with me, dear Jesus. I am a sinner and I am sorry. I confess that I want you to come into my heart. I believe that you were born, I believe that you died, and I believe that you rose. Enter into my heart this morning as I want you to be my Lord and Savior so that from this day forward, when someone asks if I am saved, I can say 
I am saved. I am saved. I am saved. If you prayed that prayer for the very first time, I want you to go ahead and let us know in the comments or I want you to go ahead and email us at info at stlukegarland.org. And I pray uh, that this message has indeed blessed you. Or if you want to go ahead and join the church, maybe you have been a member before and you want to come back. Or maybe you have been watching us for a few weeks and have decided that you want to go ahead and become a part of our church family. Well, we welcome you this morning with open arms. Welcome to the St. Luke family. Email us at info at stlukegarland.org so that we can walk out this new member walk with you. We thank God for you taking that step of faith this morning. And we pray that God continues to bless you and blow your mind. But you have to what? Expect it. Hey, family, we pray that this word has encouraged and inspired you. And right where you are, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast so that you can listen to the Word of God each and every single week. If you want to know more information about St. Luke Garland or if you want to sew, please visit our website at stlukegarland.org. We'll see you next week.